Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, uh, this this episode notwithstanding. I don't, I'm sensing a lack of enthusiasm, enthusiasm, Matt. Well, it's funny. Uh, I, we talked about this very briefly before we started recording, and, and I, I feel like you have no like hatred for this episode, but you don't obviously don't like it as well because it's not a good episode. It, would that sum up your feelings? I'm sure that I'll be able to muster some anger as we go because it just it <laughs> arises in me as as I end up discussing this stuff with you. It usually happens. It's usually like I've I've settled into kind of a, a low state of apathy about the Scully years now. But every time I start talking about it with you, Matt, on, on the air, that's when I start the anger starts. Well, because when help you start it. thinking about it more, you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. That's even stupider. I, I was the same way. Like I remember actually hating this episode, and I don't I don't hate it as much as I thought I did. But I've gotten to this point of apathy with season 12, especially. Mm-hmm. So, hi, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all our bonus content. We have a new supporter, Matt. Ooh, yay. Hashbang Productions. Thank Ooh, you. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Hashbang. I don't, whatever you guys make, I hope it's good. But thank you for I'm your support. I'm assuming it's Linux programming because <laughs> it's a hash and an exclamation point. So, oh. Interesting. That's usually what you start off a bin bash with. Hash bang. Matt, English only podcast, please. <laughs> Sorry, computer nerd isn't a podcast. <laughs> I mean, there's many of them if you want to go listen and talk and, and guest us on those. There's many computer nerd podcasts, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. Um, this week's episode is Skinner's Sense of Snow, episode CABF06, originally aired December 17th, 2000, written by Tim Wong, directed by Lance Kramer, scored a Nielsen rating of 8.7, which is about 15.9 million viewers among adults aged 18 to 49. The rating was a 7.4. So that means... Numbers. They're numbers. They think... I mean, that means the rating was better outside of that age bracket. Oh, wow. I'm assuming, because the rating is lower. Um, the chalkboard gag, science class should not end in tragedy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Science development throughout history has often ended in tragedy, so that, that should is a very important word. Other than that, you know. Poor Marie Curie. Poor lots of people who have blown themselves up. <laughs> the couch gag, a football is tossed in the center, room, uh, center of the living room, and the Simpsons dive after it, dressed as football players. Interesting. I mean, it, it's, it's a sort of a segue into the beginning of the episode, honestly, because they're Homer's wa- watching uh, a pre-show of football, I guess, pre-game coverage of football, um, where they are – it is a, 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 a three-man – this is how you can honestly tell Matt that, that this episode was rate, written in 2000, is that there are only three men on the pre-game show. Oh, yeah. Now they're up to what? It's usually five or six guys at a desk and then three or people wandering around the studio. If not more, which is confounding to me. I don't understand. It makes – the more people they add, the more I hated it and really has helped drive me away from watching sports sports pre-show coverage at all. Um, they were talking about fashion the entire time. They are making jokes about everyone's hats and ties and coats and then there's a joke about their stylist being upset about it. And then Homer calls Lenny to talk about how the stylist is upset about it. Right, that's that's what they're chitting about. Not the sports, but the behind the scenes stuff. And Homer's delighted about it. Of course. I don't I'm gonna ask this question probably like ten, fifteen, five hundred times as we're talking about this episode, Matt. Where's the joke? Which one is the joke? 
Which part is the joke part? What, people being mean to other people isn't a joke? Uh, people discussing and, like, getting excited about other people being mean to, uh, to you know, people they don't even know? That's not a joke? I don't know, man. It's just, I, it's just a question that comes up when I'm watching certain Scully episodes, and this is one of them. Like, there, certain parts of this, I understand what the joke is. Other parts, I don't, it's just things happening at the screen, and I'm not sure if that's just supposed to be, like the just stimulus they're just sending stimuli at my brain and that's enough like it's just like hey we'll just throw flashing images at them and they'll c- get confused so i don't know like is it them talking is it the joke is that oh they're football guys football pundits but they're talking about fashion is that the joke is the joke that their stylist is upset about them making jokes about people's ties i don't i don't know um but it doesn't really matter this is all just to get the family to ask homer if uh or remind Homer, I guess, because he's already promised to attend a Cirque de Puree uh, show. Robert, Robbie, Cirque de Puree. It's not puree, it's puree. If you're not going to pronounce it right, don't bother trying. Uh, Matt, you're, that's, you're, that, I, I will not bother, and I won't talk, I, like, so, there is no refunds or animal exploitation at this clear, uh, parallel to Cirque du Soleil, which is, I, again, I'm always constantly, I, this is not the first Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil reference in The Simpsons this, this season, is it? It feels like we, they've referenced it obliquely at some other point. Yeah, was this of the year it got like su- stupid popular in the US and all of a sudden everyone knew about it? Yeah, because I, I can't, rem- I can't give you a date. It seems like Cirque du Soleil has always been around. Maybe it's because I lived in Orlando and it was yeah, where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's where it at. It's always is. Um, so they go to a, a, a Cirque du, du Cirque du Palais, uh show, and it gets worse every time. I love it. <laughs> yep, it's. I'm gonna. You're not gonna understand. I'm not gonna use words next time, Matt. So th- they go to the show. Homer has a little. I do like Homer's little. Matt, his little uh, pendant that he has. His pennant, the little French circus pennant that he has when he, before uh, they go yeah. to the show. Uh, they go see, and then we see some of the show, um, which honestly, the show that we see, the parts of the show we see are not bad. I, I, I like the, the, the fake show they make. Right. Like they have like, uh, acrobats doing the shape of an elephant. They have a guy in the audience as a plant and he has to open up a jar of rainbows and Homer tells him to smash it open. I thought that was funny. I enjoyed that part. Uh, I, I think the, the. The circus part of this was good. Um, unfortunately, uh, a, a big storm is blowing through. A nor'easter, I believe, meaning a sou'wester. Yeah, Robbie, haven't you ever hit a sou'wester? They're they're rough on you. I the weather comes from the southwest and the northeast, and they hit each other, and then all weather happens all at once. So the circus is blown away. Everyone flees, goes home, and that is basically just introducing. There's. Uh, a grand storm, a big blizzard, and snow is coming in, and uh, we get some school cancellation news on the radio. The following schools are closed today. Shelbyville, Ogdenville, Ogdenville Tech, and Springfield Elementary, <gasps> my dear Watson Detective School. <laughs> and lastly, Springfield Elementary School hey! is open. <laughs> and it's open season on savings at Springfield Menswear. Which is closed. No, everyone's off but us. Oh, stop. Your father and I don't get the day off. Lenny says we've got the day off. Yippee! 
that's multiple times this so far this season where this the the power plant has had days off. Well, because that's what happens when weather is bad or the place needs to be fumigated. Is you know they they just close the whole thing and, and you know once there the power continues to flow right. I don't, Matt. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I know a lot of information about how power plants work. <laughs> I will say that I'm assuming that there's always someone, a an auxiliary staff that's always someone there attending them to make sure that we have infrastructure. That's my assumption. But whatever, Homer doesn't go to work again. Like, why even make an excuse? Maybe they just called Homer and they're like, you know what? It's it's an excuse for us to not have Homer here this day. Let's just get you all with see, it. See, Matt, that is like that I buy. That is absolutely a thing <laughs> where Lenny goes, let's just cover for Homer. He doesn't have to. We this is a we need have too much work to do today. They like they let Homer come in on days where they don't have a lot to do so they can, you know, kind of they like hanging out with Homer and having fun with him. And slacking off of work, but on days they really need to get stuff done, they just say, "Yeah, Homer, you stay home. You don't." He's he's a net negative to their to their to their work. <laughs> so you know what? I'm tired of dealing with Homer's crap. I don't want anything broken today. It's a Friday. Let's just tell Homer to stay home. Yeah, and it'll be okay. And no one tells Burns. So we have it's a snow day, and everyone is off except for the kids who have to go to Springfield Elementary. And we get, I I I wanted to pull this joke. It's a small thing. It's just we've made the comment very recently. Like usually, it's once per episode, you know, where we get some a joke that's kind of very crass. You might say that I'm a little surprised mm-hmm. makes it on the air. This episode has at least three that are I'm, I'm like, whoa, really? This is <laughs> this made it on The Simpsons? I guess it's Fox. Okay, so. no, wow, all right, all right. Now I'm trying to think of these. So uh, it was one of them, the ball sack comment, Matt. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh. This is oh, the sorry, first sorry. one. This is a uh, this is Chief Wiggum. Ah, uh, yeah, kind of cheap. Spell your name. Ah, uh, uh, hey, Lou, could you shake out the last few drops for me? Yeah, no problem, Chief. Seems like a waste of coffee, though. Get Are it, you man? referring to the fact that 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 Lou was shaking uh, Chief Wiggum's coffee? Something. It's coffee. It's coffee. Screen. Yeah, it 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 makes it look like uh, Wiggum is peeing in the snow to spell his name. But instead, he's actually dumping coffee, and they don't – they reel that at the end. That's the joke there. And it's not – I don't know what to – it's not I, – I, I know a lot of people probably find that funny, I, and I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying that's not for me in my – I don't want that in my Simpsons. You know, I, I would – I if they're going to do a filthy joke, I want there to be more turns in it, I think. I want a little bit more like a reveal and then a reveal and then a reveal, not just a reveal. Of yeah, it's coffee, um, and that's my general complaint about this episode. It's not ter- it's not funny. It there, I don't, I, I don't like most most of it. Um, the school is mostly empty because most people just ignored the instructions that it was open, and so the- hey, it's a blizzard. Let's not send our kids to school today. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Uh, so all the classroom, all the whole schools fit into one classroom, and only Skinner is there. The teachers have been, I think, emergency caucus, right? That they they had to go to. Indeed, caucus, caucus, caucus. caucus. There you go, Matt. Uh, there is. I mean, the idea of the the teachers just drinking and having fun during a blizzard. Sure, that's fine. Um, I wish we checked in on them a little bit more because I think yeah, that's, right. a, that's a fun... That would have been a good gag to check in. What are the teachers doing now? And the little cutaway gags where, you know, Skinner and the kids are miserable and the teachers are like, you know, 
roasting, making cookies or drinking more, dancing, whatever. Um, so then we see a terrible, terrible, terrible movie, which is called The Christmas That Almost Wasn't But Then Was. I couldn't really pull it, the clip, because it, there's not a lot of, like, talking in it. It's a it has very little to do with it. It has nothing to do with Christmas, really. Like the the joke is that it's bad, and my God, nothing reminds me more of how much they miss Troy McClure than watching these these fake videos after Phil Hartman has passed. Oh yeah, because you if this was uh, if Phil Hartman was here and Troy McClure was in this, and they'd have a cr- fake Christmas video with Troy McClure, and my God, I can imagine Troy McClure dressed up as Santa Claus and whatever, like so much fun. And this is just, the, I think the gag is that it's bad, right? Is there any other joy in this thing? Uh, how bad it is, and it's very long for what it is too. It feels like it's probably a minute long. And it just oh, goes God, on. Yeah. And, like, I understand the joke is, like, hey, this is so bad and we're enduring it like the kids are enduring it. But there's no other layers to this thing. It's just, like, watch this bad thing and understand that it's bad. There's also – It would be really funny if it was basically, like, a remake. Like, oh, this, this this actually was a movie from, you know, the 50s or something that we're laughing at. There is some um, – I, I think the singing character shares a resemblance to a real person. That, that, I think, is the extent of any comparisons to real life, Matt. Okay, fair enough. I'm trying to find the person's name who they resemble, but I can't find it, so I don't, it doesn't really matter. Um, It's also a DVD. Also, there's a... It's a weird... Oh, yeah. It's a DVD, so that's... I mean, that's fine. They're, they sell bad DVDs of a lot of stuff Uh, that is just, you know, reproductions off of some scratchy tape. Um, But... There's a joke in there in the in that in the middle of the video they see a uh, stagehand walk on. Who's wearing headphones? Which I didn't think they had back then. They were wearing headphones and they are carrying like um, a cup cozy. You know when you know like a gopher would get and have everyone's coffee in less little styrofoam things. Don't think those existed in 1938. I'm sorry. I'm in a comic. I'm a I'm a comic book guy up here. Well, actually, but. At least be consistent. I I don't. It's like it's it's these little things they add up. They watch the video. It's bad, and then the video ends, and we find out they're snowed in. Well, you won't get to see Santa's big sing-off, but seeing as we're close to the usual dismissal time, two, one, there it is. Take off and have a frank and productive holiday. Yay! Oh dear God. Dropped in the school. Ah! We're gonna miss Christmas. Ah! I fixed the DVD. Ah! So I just want to point out uh, <laughs> that that actual last bit was a pretty good gag. Yeah. I'm gonna hate on this episode a lot, probably. I made you apathetic towards the end, but that that was a really funny gag. That something ah something ah, and the last thing is the DVD. That's that's really good. That's a good joke. Um, I I'm gonna bring this right up front, Matt. We got a commercial. Um, they're not snowed in. No, you can still see the air. All you have to do is like burrow down some snow, and you can walk right out. I so I don't like. 
there's no it's manufactured there's all it none of it's like they it's it's hard to describe because it and it it's in it's in a lot of scullier stuff where they have this plot until they don't and they have a setting and they have like a situation going on until they don't want to have it going on and then they somehow get around it multiple times and either they're trapped and the the school is surrounded by snow and they can't get out or they can't get out and Skinner is just not letting them leave for some reason and the show tries to have it both ways yeah because if they had... <coughs> excuse me I think they had an interesting thing with the whole Skinner you know flashing back to his army days if they had you know, steered a little more into that. It could have been interesting. Like, oh, Skinner is, you know, having sort of a PTSD uh, of, you know, losing his entire platoon in a better way than being eaten by an elephant, for one thing. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, he wants to keep these kids safe, and it's not a great, like, idea. He's overdoing it. That's an interesting episode. That is good Skinner character development. Instead, it's just wacky nonsense again. So what, what happens after we go back, uh, come back from commercial? Man? Well, I'm glad you asked. When we come back from a commercial, uh, we see uh, Kent Brockman uh, telling people that the storm has been upgraded to it from a winter wonderland to a class three kill storm. Uh, and of course, everyone is scared at that. Mostly the class three, you know, a class one kill storm. Whoop de freaking do. But a class three, that's that's pretty, pretty scary. Uh, Homer, of course, is is fairly confident things will be OK, especially the kids uh, until he decides to go free them. Um, but Meantime, uh, Skinner is basically taking over and not letting the kids leave. Children, it seems the phone lines are down, so I'm afraid we're stuck here for the duration. But it's my kid's birthday. I'm doing a puzzle with Grandmama, and she'll finish without me. Yes, yes, yes. We all had plans. Except for me, ironically. I'm right where I want to be. I can cut a trail through the snow. I'm part Eskimo. I don't care if you're Christy Yamaguchi. No one leaves the building. This stinks. We'll miss the itchy and scratchy where they finally kiss. I don't care if they're kissing Christy Yamaguchi. You're not going home. That's so unfair. Hello, <laughs> Skinner's a real Grinch. I, I know who Christy Yamaguchi is, man. Yes, figure skater. Right. What? What? Again, I, I'll ask. Where's the joke about Chris? Why is that? I don't. She's a figure skater. There's no. I, mm -hmm. is, is it about There's snow outside? Is, Obviously, that's the joke, Robbie. I well, I mean, they have it connected to Nelson saying he's part Eskimo, and I what like, I mean, but I but I is I'm I, I'm assuming we're supposed to make the connection is that Chrissy Yamaguchi because she can skate really well, she can get out of snow really well is that i think that's supposed okay. to be the joke but it's uh, it's a very bad one okay i'm just i'm just making sure checking with i you. mean i i think they were like okay who is a winter sports person that people know people only know figure skaters from winter olympics i mean sports. i know uh you know that one guy uh yeah yeah Snowboarder, i think it's actually a lot better to say like sean white sean white yeah exactly that would have been a better joke but i don't think he was doing stuff quite yet uh, but yes, that's that's where our, our joke is supposed to be. Okay. Anyway, thank you. Uh, also, what was up with Kearney's voice in that? Like his voice was way off. I well, I don't know. Okay, 
just checking. I want to make sure you heard that too. I don't. I, I mean, it's it's of uh, my list of problems with the subset matter. It is relatively minor. That's true. Fair enough. Okay, so Homer and Flanders uh, decided they're going to go get the kids. Uh, I didn't think Flanders' kids actually went to school. I assumed they were homeschooled, but we have seen them in school before. It kind of goes on and off. In this episode, Flanders' kids are in the school. Uh, are they? I didn't see them, but why else would Flanders be going? Because Homer makes him. That's like it. Just it. There. I don't think. I don't think their kids' kids are there. I assumed that Homer Flanders just went with Homer to get Bart and Lisa, and Homer's made Flanders go because it's his house and his uh, roof yeah his roof and his car yeah i don't maybe it is where i but rod and todd have never been seen at the elementary school ever i don't think i'm pretty sure they have all right all right people who watch this you know or listen to this and know better than us let us know i'm pretty sure they have but i I can't i cannot remember it off the top of my head so that means you know i am it's like a vault up there you know things get in there matt Mm -hmm. they never come out i never forget anything (laughs) So clearly I'm right. Sure. Either way, sure, okay. it doesn't matter. They because because they're it doesn't going. matter because because they they cut the roof off of Flanders' house and put it on the front of the car to make a snowplow. I'm done. That's that's it. I I they're just Matt. That's no, not even the wor- no. that's not even like the top five most ridiculous things that happened. In this I episode. know that's the worst part. Like we've gotten to the first really stupid thing, and I'm just like I'm out. I'm out. There's way anyway, worse, way worse things. There's way worse, yes, I- including uh, coming up. Uh, Flanders, very correctly, mentions, "Hey, Homer, didn't you have a snowplow business?" Hey, whatever happened to that plow from your old snowplow business? I never had a snowplow business. Sure you did, Mister Plow. You're wearing the jacket right now. I think I know my own life, Ned. Oh, Mister Plow, that's my name. That game again is Mister Plow. So, yeah. Here, I'm yeah. gonna Matt. I'm gonna I'm shortcut this really right, real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that I hate whenever this happens when they lampshade try and lampshade themselves with past references, and because they're redoing a a thing they did before, and they go, you know what? There's two things we could do. We could just ignore it, or we could make a joke about how we've done this before, and we're still doing it again, but dumber. Like which Mr. one of those should they pick? I hmm. would say I, I, my choice personally would be number one. Is just to, if you're gonna go with the dumb thing, just let it be dumb and be confident in your dumbness. Instead, <laughs> let it be dumb, y'all. <laughs> let it be dumb and just be confident and do your thing. That's when I think Scullyers are best when they just go like Mansion Family. I think that's what Mansion Family is to me. It's just like it is full bore dumb. And it's confident in its dumbness, and it doesn't try and waffle. It doesn't try and have it both ways. It just goes, no, we're going to be monkey fights on a boat in the ocean, whatever. Um, but this is, they're going to, they do this all, they still do this to this day. They still do this. It does not Scullier's, solely a Scullier symptom. They still do it, and it still bothers me. But if you're going to make a joke about Mr. Plow, you shouldn't. But if you're going to reference those old episodes and then explicitly do something that's like you're referencing the fact that Homer was a, basically for an extended period of time, a professional plowman yep. and makes and it, when you reference Mr. Plow, you're going to make me think of Mr. Plow. Mr. Plow is a very is a good episode. I, I we all I think most people really like Mr. Plow. So you everything about it. It's fun. Well written. 
great climax, good action. You're going to make me think about Mr. Plow. You just made me think about, oh, man, Mr. Plow is a good episode. I like all that. I like that, Mr. Plow. And then you have Homer be a bad Plow guy with a, a piece of a roof attached to a car. And and Flanders is like, what happened to the Plow? Well, the answer is it got towed because Homer didn't make payments. That's the answer. Because God took away the snow from them. Yes, exactly. Because there's no more work. So he couldn't pay for his snowplow anymore. And what? so don't reference it. You don't, don't, guys, don't talk about it. Just be dumb and do it. Just do your thing. If you want to be dumb, you don't have to go, ha ha ha. Isn't it funny that we're doing the same thing, but worse? No, it's bad. Don't do that. Don't talk about the thing that's better. <laughs> you don't, the last thing you should be doing right now is talking about how you used to make better episodes. Don't. Like even in the, I think in the even in the nicest, the best review of this episode, mm-hmm. no one would say this is better than Mister Plow. Is I don't think anyone is trying to make that case. So don't remind us of a better episode that is also a snow episode that is also has Mr. Homer doing plow stuff, and it's going to happen every time. So don't do it. Don't lampshade your own stuff. We talked to, people talked about that when our biggest turnoffs and biggest turnoffs and episodes. It's the thing. Don't lampshade your own stuff. <laughs> Go ignore it. Just continue on. Yep. Just don't make us think about it. That's the real just, just hard don't, problem. Just don't look. Just don't look. Just don't look. Isn't that song good, Matt? That's that's really good. That's a fun jingle from a good Trials of Horror, isn't it? Indeed. Let's not think about that either. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, after the Mr. Plow joke, uh, we see that the kids get, uh, I believe it is an apple and a handful of relish, which is disgusting. Uh, relish apples are fine uh nelson refuses to eat the relish throws it at the wall and grabs a bike that was for some reason indoors and uses decides that he's just going to ride his bike really hard at the snow this obviously does not work uh in the real world or the simpsons wacky fun world uh so he basically you know just runs straight into the snow flies off the bike starts jumping around like it has a mind of its own and it is trying to escape and of course, uh, Skinner has—he's just freaked out at basically the chaos that starts happening after that because the kids want to leave and they are basically rising up against him. Uh, so he retreats to his office, to the, the piece of his office, and sits down uh, to have a uh, on his old army locker. When he notices that it's his old army locker, he begins to have a flashback of his Vietnam War days, uh, which even at this point it was getting a little iffy whether he would be old enough for that. But we're Matt, gonna go with it. Matt, I'm—it's not iffy. They say later in the same episode that he's 40 years old. 40 years so, means he was born in 1960, which means he was seven, eight, nine years old when Vietnam was happening. Vietnam War. Yep. So, you know what? I don't care if Grandpa stays a World War II veteran for eternity. <laughs> he's old. It's, it, we just kind of, you know, once you reach a certain age, we're like, okay, you did stuff in the past. We get it. It's it, it, It'd be like, you know what Marvel did? When the, you know, the Punisher, Marvel character, Marvel Comics character, was a Vietnam veteran when he was initially created. And he stayed that way for a long time. And then Marvel went, you know, that doesn't make any sense anymore because he still looks like he's 35 and he can't be a Vietnam. So he they moved him up to a different war. He's still a veteran. He's just, you know, he, he was a, he was a Gulf War, the original Gulf War vet. And now he's a Iraq-Afghanistan vet. They just changed the time. That's how you work sliding time scales. The Simpsons, I they never did it. I don't know why they can't. You can do that. It's perfectly reasonable. But 
it's it's getting to the point where you're like, oh, he's 40. That is now he's impossible, basically, unless he was literally a child, which they also did that joke with Abe being a nine year old in World War One or something. Right. Because you sent nine year olds to war in World War One, of course. I, sure. You know what's fine. I'm just it. Anyway. Yeah, we get it. This is ridiculous uh but we're just gonna go with it for this particular one uh because for the joke they're going to make which is that skinner and his platoon uh were trapped uh held by the Viet Cong, who were partying with jane fonda mm-hmm. yep we're gonna skip over that one too i, I um, mean skinner i wants to rem i don't un- i i've never understood the there there's a lot of jane fonda jokes uh in the simpsons in particular and i don't know she yeah she was a sympathizer i don't know that's I guess that's I don't even know if I would call her a sympath. I don't know a lot about her, but I do know that she went and exposed the North Vietnamese as people instead of faceless enemies, which you know you're not supposed to do. That's but, what I mean, Matt. That's what I what I by the word sympathizer, I mean that she oh. uh exposed the fact that even in war against even in war that has cause, an ethical war, if you if you consider any war ethical there's still people Vietnam on the other was especially sliding towards the non yeah the war on the, the people on the, there are people on the other side you know they're they might be misguided or misled but there are still people and some of them might be bad just like on our side some of them might be bad um but again this is a divergence we we've been taking i'm i'm slowing us down i apologize that's quite all right. Um, so, yes, in this flashback, Skinner wants to reminisce about candy bars, uh, even admonishes one of his uh, squad mates when they start talking about a girl taking her top off. Uh, and then uh, apparently one um, uh, one of his crew decides that he's getting the heck out of there, literally runs through the prison wall because it's made of wood. And that's what you do when there's wood. It's just so brutal. You can run through it and immediately gets eaten by an elephant in a – is there a name for those hats? I don't know that. I am sure they have one, Matt. I don't know the name of the hat. I do know that okay. an elephant eats a man. Exactly. Exactly. Is that the so, joke, yes, Matt? Uh, can I – I want to ask one more time. Is that, is that the joke? Is that a man, an elephant ate a man? Yes. The, the fact that elephants were members of the Viet Cong. They were the same hats as the other uh, you know, uh, members of the military and that they ate people. Um, that they were guards, isn't it? That's – okay. That they were guards, uh, POW camps is elephants for guards and the eight men eight men alive exactly okay all right cool so yes uh and then so skinner gets the bright idea that from this flashback that he is not going to let this happen again uh he is going to crack down and make sure that the kids are going to be okay by instilling lots of discipline so he puts on his army uniform i guess to get himself in the right headspace uh and then when they try to rebel, uh, Nelson, especially Skinner, does nothing but tell Willie to put Nelson on a coat rack to hang him from the wall. Pretty sure we're not allowed to do this anymore because it counts as torture. Uh, you know, light torture, but still torture. Matt, I would say, uh, hey, I'm going to say there's a joke here that I like. I'm going to try and – The I, Sherry and Terry thing. The yeah. Sherry and Terry thing, Skinner asks – like, because Nelson says, why don't you rebel? And Skinner's like, there's enough coat. And he says, there's not enough uh, hooks for everyone. And Skinner's like, no, there actually is enough hooks for everyone. As long as Sherry and Terry, you guys can share one, right? And they're like, yes, sir. That That's a good gag. I'll take that. That's that's not bad. Fair enough. Uh, yes. So uh, at that point, they go to bed. Uh, there's a pee bucket because I guess the bathroom stopped working. Uh, although, you know, there's a lot of bathrooms. You could, you could pee in every toilet once before you get rescued, probably. 
but you know, whatever. Let's not let uh, we can't be Matt no logic yet. Yeah. Matt, we have to. You can't let any of that situations get in in the way of a joke. They had a joke that there's a pee bucket and it's next to Bart's head, so they can't have any. And they can't. the The right thing to do is like not. You don't have to get rid of the joke, but you have to say at least have Skinner say, "Oh, the pipes are frozen. Bathrooms don't work." Right. But he doesn't say that. No, he doesn't say that. We just go with the pee bucket thing. Anyway, Homer's and Homer and Flanders are on their way. Uh, they Homer is being a douchebag like usual. Uh, he crashes into a hydrant, which explodes and freezes all the way around the car immediately, uh, which means it must be really, really dang cold, uh, trapping them inside. So they are now trapped and cannot get out of the car. They're stuck there. Uh, next up, we have the kids back uh, in the school with the best bit the entire time they're in the school. Mr. Army Man, I can't sleep without my Reggie Rabbit. Yeah, is that some sort of plush novelty? Yes, ma'am. Uh, well, here's a scouring pad. It's just as good. It's cold and hurdy. Indeed it is, Ralph. Indeed it is. I so. disagree with your assessment of that joke, man. Oh, you don't like Ralph? I like Ralph when he is not just a punchline about sad children. Oh, okay. I don't Ralph as an idea is perfectly fine. I think this is it's not offensive or anything. It's just it is we are this what is this episode about, Matt? It is about uh the kids getting trapped in the school with Skinner, uh the parents not being able to save them, the parents being Homer and Flanders, the only ones, and uh the kids rebelling against Skinner's disciplinarian tactics. The best I got. I mean I mean that's the I understand the that's the plot. It's just I don't know we're this is you're getting to the end of that too and there's no is the drama is skinner versus the kids we're worried about what what are we worried about what's the conflict what's who what's it what's at stake what happens if the kids win they get to go home to their families what Uh, happens if skinner wins uh they are stuck in the school with him for how long we don't know and they're not really, and we've already seen that they're not really stuck in the school because they can get out at any time. So where, why are we, why am I, why do I care about this? Like it's other than, oh, I want to see chaos happen because that's all this is. It's just chaos for three acts. Pretty much. Okay. Just just so you're clear. Uh, I'm just, uh, yeah. Yes, right. So. No Reggie Rabbit. No Reggie Rabbit. Uh, at this point, uh, Skinner realizes that nothing's being woken up, that Bart is attempting to tunnel out. So uh, he starts freaking out. He runs up into the tunnel to pull Bart out and say, oh, no, no, this tunnel will lead you to your death, which is possible. You know, it's never going to tunnel through snow unless it's your only, uh, you know, only way uh, out. Because you know, snow is very shifty. Bad things will happen to it. Uh, Willie says it's a good hole, uh, but that it's probably not a good idea. Really, the best that you got all that space inside, just dig yourselves out through one of the giant doors and just fill up the gym with snow. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so Skinner, in an attempt to keep the kids safe, quote unquote, uh, gets a broom, crawls inside the tunnel and starts poking it. Uh, it then collapses down around him uh, and trapping him. Luckily, his head was facing the other way or he would be dead. So. That is where we go to a commercial. Skinner trapped in the snowbank with only his head poking out. Right. He is trapped in the snow. So the kids take this opportunity to take control. 
uh, and also Willie is now on Skinner on the kids' side, so it's Willie and the kids in control. Exactly. I I just I don't so okay. I'm just gonna say what happens. I don't know why any of this things happen. Okay, this third act is it technically as an ending. I'll say that it's better. <laughs> it's better than last week's episode in that it has an ending. I suppose because the least they, they get out of the school at the end. Um, spoilers. Uh, they get out, uh, but there's no reason any of the things happen in the third act. It's just it's more chaos. It is just endless. It's just things happening because they have this plot happening. And what's just what make okay? The kids are in control. What do they do? Oh, uh, they torture Skinner because that's what they they put him in a bag, a dodgeball bag, and cinch it up around his neck, which. Matt, I, I think we've already talked about it at length in this episode, and we're, we talked about it at length in many episodes about how the Skull Ears are unrealistic and cartoonish. Yep. Yeah. And why am I to believe that Skinner can't get out of this bag at any time? Uh, Because the plot requires it? Like, they could have just left him in the snow, but instead they... How do they... And they don't show him again. They don't show any of this. We are just... We cut... To him in a in a bag with his cinch around his neck. It's just a burlap bag. It's not made out of iron. He's not gonna. He's not steel. He's not trapped. He's a man. He's a forty year old man. He's healthy. He can't just pull up in the and so they okay. They torture him with dodgeballs at first. They pelt him with dodgeballs, which is the joke that we're laughing because he's getting hit with dodgeballs. I guess. Okay. I I, I think that I'm, that's my supposition. That I'm just I'm just seeing if you agree with me or not. I don't know what else the bit is. It's just is it revealing character that kids are mean, and that when there's no disciplinarian, they'll just act crazy, and that Skinner's a jerk. I guess. I mean, I don't. So they're just acting like jerks. All the kids are that are trapped because Skinner didn't let them flee through the snow. There's yep. here. I think I can narrow down my problem with this episode very simply. There is no hero and there is no villain. There is no protagonist and there is no antagonist. Who are we rooting for? The episode to end. Good point. So Homer and Flanders are are still trapped in their car, and now the carbon monoxide. Homer is just revving the engine, not turning it off, um, and so the car is filling with carbon monoxide. I don't know how that works. But whatever, it's another laundry list of things that make no sense. Uh, I don't know how carbon monoxide is getting back into the car. The exhaust is still, if the exhaust was frozen solid, the heat of the exhaust would melt the ice. Exhaust is hot. Yep. I, I, I don't need perfect logic realism in my Simpsons, but I, I, I've driven a car. I've stood behind a car while the exhaust is spitting out warm to hot fumes. I burnt myself on an exhaust before, so I know they're hot. And if the engine is running, it's going to melt. I've I've lived in very cold weather. The car still can work. I don't. And it's just so. And there's carbon monoxide filling up the car, and they start not being knocked unconscious by lack of oxygen. We cut back to Skinner and the kids. Skinner's getting tortured some more. He's filling out a chalkboard, uh, and he's complaining about filling it out. Bart is talking about how his wrist sounds like a cement mixer, which good sound design on the wrist noise. Yeah. I'll say that. Uh, then Skinner is climbing a rope, and his hands are outside of the bag, Matt. His hands are outside of the bag. Like, 
why am I supposed to take this conflict seriously when he can escape at any time? So, whatever. So, the kids, I guess... Also, Bart is is speaking in Vietnamese the entire time. Didi Mao. I mean, so, it's one phrase, so I, I I can forgive it. Oh, he heard it on TV or something. It's from the. It's in the Deer Hunter in particular. Oh, um, okay. It, at least they said. I mean, it, it's it's just Vietnamese. It's just go faster, hurry up, that kind of thing. Um, the kids are running loose still, and they look at their permanent records. Nelson, put that globe down. Millhouse, stay out of my desk. Jimbo, that's my Princey Award. Quiet, Principal Spinner. Hey, I got Skinner's key card. We can finally see our permanent records. No, you can't go in there. (laughs) Underachiever and proud of it. How old is this thing? Lisa is an outstanding student with a slight tendency toward (gasps) know-it-allism. That's not even a word. Then we'll get rid of the record permanently. Hey, look how much Skinner makes. $25,000 a year. Wow! Let's see, he's 40 years old, times 25 grand. Whoa, he's a millionaire. Wow! I wasn't a principal when I was one. Plus, in the summer, he paints houses. He's a billionaire! Wow! If I were a billionaire, why would I be living with my mother? (laughs) They're just not responding to logic anymore. I like that. I like those jokes about the how principal, how school teachers and principals are not paid any money. <laughs> That's true. They're not paying any money, and they have, how the kids don't understand that. Oh, yeah, twenty five uh, times forty. That's that's how you, how you find so much money someone has earned. Yep, in their entire life, they've no expense. Skinner has not had to pay for anything in his entire life either. Just keeps all that money, nope. no bills. I think that's funny. Like that's the thing. There's always. There's always like little bits of like, hey, that's funny. That's a good gag. Um, we cut back. Oh, oh wait, no, Skinner is now desperate for help, so he takes Nibbles the hamster and puts it in his hamster ball, and he opens up the window and pushes the hamster ball out into free air on top. He puts the hamster ball on top of the snow. Of course, he can reach. His hand can reach the top of the snow. Uh-huh. Is that... Why is... They, they not think... Why... You, if you... You can get out. Just climb out there. But the hole is so small, Robbie. Obviously, a, a fully grown man can't do anything to change the snow. Snow is like rock. Until the, the hamster falls in a few feet out. Yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly. Very clear about the rules about how this all works. So, they're they're... There's no reason that anyone's doing anything. It's just the plot is happening. So they send Nibbles out for help. We're coming back to Homer and Flanders. Um, Carbon monoxide is apparently like an hallucinogen now. Of course. I'm, it doesn't just kill you and put you to sleep. Yeah, it just knocks you I'm Again, I, if, if of anything that breaks the logic of this episode, this is not on top of the list, but still, it just kills you. It doesn't... It's not like... It's not LSD. It's not. It doesn't give you like maybe it's like in your death rattles. You start seeing things because your brain's shutting down. I whatever. Homer is a sultan in this hallucination. He has a harem of harem girls dancing for him. Uh, He gets tired of that. And so he asks for his ranch dressing hose, which I believe Homer would want. That's fine. Yeah. 
Um, but they're basically Homer is getting it gets woken up by Flanders uh, because they're dying. Uh, and luckily for them, Nibbles smashes through the window with his hamster ball, which can totally be done by a hamster who is not actually Kryptonian. A plastic ball is going to smash through glass, but the ice weakened it, Matt. That's the answer. That makes sense, right? Of course. Um, but they that saves their lives, so they don't die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Homer Flanders wake up, and the ice shatters for some... I don't know why now the ice weakens on the car. Can you help? Uh, uh, maybe it finally got warm enough to do it, like you were saying earlier. I don't know. Okay. So we cut back to kids. They're burning books now, Matt. Well, of course. Kids hate knowledge. No kid has ever read a book willingly. This is... Uh, okay, this is a sticking point. This might just me be, Matt. I don't know if anyone else cares, but Bart and they do it. They do this explicitly. They have Bart say the name of Johnny Tremaine. Mm -hmm. A book he has read before and enjoyed. A book he has read before and enjoyed. And that's the other thing about when you, you know, the Mr. Plow joke earlier in the episode, when you start referencing old episodes, you open invitations for us to also do the same. You open invitations to comparisons for the audience. When you when we see it in the episode, they say, oh, yeah, Mr. Plow happened because Homer's literally wearing the jacket. So I remember that bit about Bart really suddenly getting psyched about Johnny Tremaine because he's got a messed up hand and Bart thinks that's really cool. And Johnny deformed and like why? And yet now he's burning it. Like if you're going to mention that book by name. Why aren't you making a reference to him reading it before? Like him, maybe him going, I'm sorry, Johnny, and throwing it into the fire. <laughs> or like or a joke about the the fact that his hand is messed up and like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to write the joke, but you invite the reference and it bothers me. Um, So Homer and Flanders are racing to save the kids. Because of, I guess, Skinner's note with Nibbles. And they crash, knock over a salt silo, which melts the snow. Because the salt silo gets knocked over and the salt helps melt the snow very, very quickly. And everyone gets out. And Chalmers shows up. And the episode ends. And it's a mess. And here's here it is. Skinner! Oh, Superintendent Chalmers. What are you doing in that ridiculous duffel, Seymour? And is that burning literature I smell? Uh, uh well, sir, I, uh... There'd better be a good explanation for this. There is, sir. Ah, then I'm happy. Burn, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's pretending things didn't happen. And I think this is one of those. One of which? Exactly. No, seriously, I wasn't listening. One of those situations where... Gotcha! <laughs> come on, kids. Let's leave this awful place and never come back. Boy, that salt really ate through the car. And the exhaust pipe is leaking. Whoa. And furthermore... Ha! Ha! Ignore her, Fendi. We have each other. Oh, baby. Ah! No use struggling, my beloved Chalamala. Merry Christmas from The Simpsons. Ha! Ha! Uh -huh. 
So Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna spell out what happens there at the end, okay? Okay. I'm gonna go uh <laughs> and oh, I, contemplate my mortality. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do that, Matt. I felt it the entire time I was watching this episode. Um so you remember when I asked earlier, like, what's it what are the stakes? What happens if one of the two sides wins? What happens if Skitter wins? What happens if the kids win? And here's the answer, Matt. Nothing matters and nothing happens. There is no consequence, not even for a second at the end of the episode. You know, I understand that not every episode, the status quo automatically resets itself. Nothing is lasting. However, there is at least a illusion of conflict or drama. Think of like Lisa on ice, which is a, a very common answer in our listeners question this week. Mm-hmm. And think about Lisa on ice. Think about what's at stake in Lisa on ice. You know, they are having a hockey game, Lisa versus Bart. And it starts off as, you know, it, it, it escalates. It starts as the two kids set against themselves because of Homer. And Homer's love for one or the other because of how good they are at sports. And then it 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 escalates into just a rivalry between the two. And the conflict, what's at stake, is a, a fractured relationship between Bart and Lisa. We are worried that they are – one of them is going to win and they're going to ruin their relationship as brother and sister and forget they love each other. And everyone knows Lisa and Ice ends with them not with them realizing that the result of the game doesn't matter. Their relationship is more important. And the episode works because it makes me suspend my disbelief that it won't end up all fine. You know, and I think all the good episodes do when you when that's the, true because you, you feel like there are actual stakes. There is a real conflict happening. You're worried about them because you're like, oh, no, I don't I want them to be friends. I want them even if they have a rivalry and sometimes get angry at each other. They still, at the end of the day, love each other and support each other. There's no stakes here. There's no conflict. I don't have to. I'm not worried. I don't care if who wins. Like, what does it matter? I don't care. What like because nothing matters anyway. They show us that literally. Chalmers shows up, and Bart says, "Oh, nothing. There's no. There is a good. There's a good explanation." He's like, "All right, bye." Um, and that's so. Honestly, that's the larger problem with the episode. Like, I I'm gonna dismiss most of the cartoonish nonsense that's bad but there are no stakes there's no there's no it there's no there's no consequence for anything anything happens there's no rules characters don't it doesn't matter if the kids win it doesn't matter if skinner wins no one no one's care there's no stakes nah but then i will say this mac um so they're driving home in the car flanders car but the episode the, the last thing that happens in this episode which is so crazy that, and it's so it's not even internally consistent. That's the thing. It make this it makes me laugh because it, it makes so no sense at all, and like their own funny nonsense cartoon joke doesn't even make sense because it ends with them in, in back of the car and the carbon monoxide is filling the car again. So for some reason, only Homer is seeing hallucinations. By the way, none of the other characters are, and Homer is reverting back to the harem hallucination we saw earlier. Okay. And in the harem hallucination we saw earlier, there's a bunch of harem girls in, you know, kind of the uh, the, the standard costume, veils and, ha- and midriff fair and all that. And, all right, established. Got it. But my problem is, Matt, 
I don't know if this if this this realization came to you or not, or you're just stunned by how dumb it is. But he doesn't see a harem girl. He sees Bart in a harem girl's costume. And is totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And starts trying to kiss him. So that, I I, I, I don't think they thought that, like, what Homer should see is a harem girl. And then we cut back to Bart in a normal costume going, no, don't, ew, gross. Like, but we don't see that. They wanted us to make sure that we understood, no, that's actually Bart. So Homer sees Bart as a harem girl costume and still wants to kiss him. Uh, and then <laughs> Lisa, we made this very clear. Lisa's a camel. Matt, I don't know if you noticed at the end of the episode. Did you notice that Lisa was still a camel? Yes. Lisa was a yes, camel. And then at Lisa as a camel, she made a direct appeal to the audience and broke the fourth wall. Wishing us all a Merry Christmas. And then honk honked. And then honk. Honk. Like camels. I guess camels make that noise. It's close enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the real problem is the, the structure of this episode. There's no real stakes or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But, God, I can't. I can't excuse. This cartoonishness is way, it's just too much. It's just too much. I don't know. I How, how do you feel, Matt? Honestly, I don't hate this episode as much as I used to. Because it used to be, it's just, like you said, it's so random. There's no point to anything that happens. Everyone's acting like a moron. And they're so, there's like four good jokes in this whole episode. But at this point, I am so exasperated with this season. And it's, uh, I see more through lines. The more you look at this, the more you realize it's all happened before and it will all happen again. In this season, at least. And it's just, once you see the pattern, you're like, okay, whatever. It's bad. I get it. It's bad in the same way all the rest of them are bad. I give up. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I I know I've gone at length already in this recording about how bad this episode is, but frankly, I just I I'm kind of like, yeah, it's bad, but whatever. You know, I don't I watch it and it just kind of washed over me and it's just like, eh, this is it's I I don't I can't hate it because there's nothing here. It's nothing. It's just chaos. It's just stuff thrown at the wall for 20 minutes, and I'm supposed to I can't even recognize. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Like, it's just nonsense. Like, okay, so we start at a circus. There's a storm. We're snowed in at the school. First, regular first act, establishing the plot of the rest of the episode. But then act two, Skinner losing control, takes back control, loses control of the school. All the while, we we see that they're being locked in as artificial. We never establish a protagonist or antagonist of this episode. Bart and Skinner are... The barest, the barest comparisons to characters, like they're not character. They don't have reason. They don't have motivations for why they're doing this. Like they have the barest motivations for Skinner because you're like, oh, he's having Vietnam flashbacks, so he wants to establish order because army. Ah, uh, okay. But what's the what happens if he doesn't establish order? What happens to him? Nothing happens to him if he he doesn't he fails to establish order and still nothing happens to him. His character doesn't change. He's not pushed. He's not progressed. There's no character arc. Bart is not even Bart. Bart has no care. Why does Bart want to lose? Why does Bart want control of the school? Because he's a rebel. Because he's because he's Bart. Like it has to be more than that. It has to be give us a reason. Give us hey because 
He resents the fact Skinner is in control. He resents the fact that, you know, he's trapped on a school on a on a snow day for everyone else. Everyone else is having fun. Reference that. Bring it up again and again. Make him while he's instead of him yelling at instead of him yelling DD Mal at Skinner and say, make him say, hey, Skinner, this is punish. This is what you get for keeping me inside. Everyone else is out having fun. I'm stuck in here. He doesn't. I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. It's not, it's bad, Matt. I would say this is bad. We'll, we'll get to more solutions possibly. In, is this broken? Well, Matt, is this broken? Oh, are we there already? Okay. I would say yes, because there's nothing good about this episode. I mean, I, I'm not even sure how to salvage this episode. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, what's wait, the point? Wait, Matt. Sorry. Sorry. Is this episode broken? Yes. This episode is broken. Good. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I'm glad that you're very confident about this episode, Spark. I feel like my barometer is just is it's impossible to gauge what an episode is anymore. I don't know what this like. That's what I'm like. I'm, like, I'm kind of confounded by it. I'm baffled. Like, how is this? A th- it feels it. It feels like Mad Libs. It feels like it's just random. Like, hey, this happens now. Like okay, um, how to fix this episode? Have a reason for people doing things. Yeah, one, they are trapped in the school. Think about uh, Mountain of Madness, right? Ma- Mountain of Madness, a great episode. One of one of my favorites. Yes, it's like Mountain of Madness, but with kids. And think about how that would be different. Like, what are the stakes of Mountain Mountain of Madness? One, they are absolutely trapped. They are buried in snow in Mountain of Madness. So you know they're trapped. You know there's no way to get out, and they're in a pressure cooker. And I think that's what they're trying to replicate in this episode for sure. There's a pressure cooker situation where the kids are on one side, and and Willie is kind of caught in the middle, and Skinner's on the other side, and Skinner's trying to enforce order. There has to be stakes. If Skinner loses, what happens? Are we like it has to be? Well, if we're in the situation, they will kill each other. Their kids will are they're going to escalate the situation where they're going to they might actually do permanent harm to Skinner because that's what's at stake at Mountain of Madness. They're like they're swinging fireplace pokers at each other in Mountain of Madness. You can brain each other. They're having war. And now that there's no so there's no physical threat. They're not running. There's no they're not running out of food. We're eating apples and relish like I I don't make a joke about it. Make it serious. Like, no, we're going to run out of food. Oh, no. Or it's so cold, you know, we're not going to survive or something like that. Yeah, you have to make it like, oh, no, what are the stakes? Oh, we might we're going to die. And because we might die, we're that drives us to have different ideologies about what we're going to do. You know, because there's danger, Skinner is going to rely back on order. He's going to rely back on his army training and go, we just wait it out. We 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 ration our supplies we try and huddle together for warmth whatever we we try and make do with what we have and on the other side is bart and the kids and their their ideology in in this dangerous situation is no we have to escape we have to get out we have to even if we die tunneling out of here we have to try so you have these different ideologies in this death life or death situation and Willie is caught between them, and maybe he goes back and forth, and we have fun betrayals or whatever. Um, but you have to establish that. And that's what you hang all the rest of the jokes on in the episode. Um, Flanders and Homer could still be a rescue operation. They could still be coming as, like, the B-plot. Uh, but I think 
why are they in why are they in danger like they're in way more danger than the kids ever are because they're gonna get carbon monoxide poisoning die in the car why why are they why is homer and flanders not like taking their time and like why isn't flanders going like hey we gotta hurry we gotta hurry homer's like sure and then they stop for donuts or they go and stop and see the rest of the people having fun on the snow day like why are like it makes no sense why are they being threatened like why is there they should they should be the comic relief that's what b plots often are in the serious plots yeah um so they can come in they finally and you can have it have a nonsensical like non-meaning ending because most of the most ultimately do have that they have endings that are kind of like oh nothing really mattered and you can have it like Bart and Skinner are at the brink and they're and there's about to be a really a terrible thing happen to each other and then Homer and Flanders unblock the snow and light is revealed on them and they they are ashamed and they go oh and it be and then they then they could decide let's forget this happened because they don't reveal that they both tried to kill each other <laughs> yeah I don't know. That's my that's my effort. But that sounds great to me, honestly. But that is the barest shell of what we are given, right? Yeah, what, it doesn't reuse a lot from the episode. There's not much. I like, yeah, they're they're trapped in a snow situation by the school. They're trapped in the school while it's snowing. That's all. That's just, and it's like using the same cast, but there's no, there's nothing. It's not the same. No, it's, it's not. I don't it's know. Better. It's better, I but I mean that's not. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm honestly, I, that that feels like a really good episode because you want there to be conflict, which would be between, say, Bart and Skinner have different factions. Have some of the kids like side with Skinner. That would be interesting. Like, oh, you know, Lisa wants to stay uh, stay put because she knows that in real life, yes, what you're supposed to do is stay put and wait for rescue because going off on your own can get a lot of yeah, cause a lot of problems. And then Bart leads the other faction, and, and that can be your conflict. It's interesting, and there's not so many weird jokes about stupid movies and. Yeah. Also, the nibbling. There is the nibble. We forgot to mention Skinner does make a joke, nibbling my ball sack. Mm-hmm. And he says that in the he says it in, in the episode. So I'm not I'm not breaking our 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 obscenities. Oh, right, says, because he's not talking. He's talking about his literal the sack he is forced into that is generally for balls. Exactly. I don't. I again. I'm sure that there are some people who think that joke's funny, and I'm not. I don't want to offend you. I'm not saying you're wrong for laughing at it. I am saying that I don't find it very funny, especially in the context of this episode, because it feels lazy and it feels here. This is okay. Matt, the real problem. It feels like they came up with that joke and then built a bunch of, I think they built a, but they said, well, what happens to Skinner? Oh, he gets tied up in a sack. And then they went, ah, we can do a joke about a, a hamster named Nibbles, and it had balls in it once. It's a dodgeball sack, so we can get that past the sensors, and let's do it. I'm like, Ugh, okay. I'm making this, is this a sideshow, Bob? At a certain point, man, we gotta do, like, the sideshow, it's just, this is what this episode is, it's the sideshow, Bob. <laughs> it's it's the rake noise. It's the, it's the sideshow, Bob, angry, disgusted noise. Um... Pain noise. One of the one of those things. I, I we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. 
Sadly. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group is where I come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about a week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode mostly, any other kind of nerdy notes that they, they, they pulled out at the time. What do you think, Matt, was the average review for this episode? Okay, not looking at our notes, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was a B minus. Um, nah, it's a little too low. You're kidding me. Okay, most, just most, a B then. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I think it averaged out to a B, but it most, there's a wow. lot of very glowing reviews. Um, first, from, I hope it slanders to lack of a far-fetched ending compared to what we've been seeing. This was the best in the last several seasons. Just having a Bart-centered episode where Bart's at his best makes it an A right off the bat. What's that? You want a pee bucket on your head? His ability to encourage revolution and make the most of it are played up for once. Ending a stereotype of just being the dumb one. His plan to dig his way out. His adorable attempt to wear the uniform and command Skinner like Skinner commanded him. And Nilsson's roles in Forcer of the Peace all enhance the episode A+. Next review. I love it. It's crazy, but it works. It was wonderful to finally see the kids rebel against Skinner and not have any retaliation or long-term hard feelings from him for once. Homer's subplot, though too brief, was cool, especially the hallucinations. Especially the hallucinations. Mm-hmm. L- parentheses. Loved the ranch dressing hose. And parentheses. Oh, too wacky for classic status, but good holiday fun nonetheless. Good holiday fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, Last good positive one I got for you, Matt. Not the best of the season, but dang close to it. The circus part, while undeniably funny, had absolutely nothing to do with the plot. What makes which makes me think it was just there to fill up space. Have you not? I have they not paid attention to no. all of the skull. Once the kids get snowed got snowed in school, the plot went great. I loved the movie, and most of the jokes were great. My only complaint is that there seems to be too many low lowbrow jokes this season. I can think of four from this episode alone, but that's not going to stand in the way. Of, uh, that's not going to stand in the way of a great review of this one. A. Mm-hmm. So we, I got a couple negative ones for negative ones for you, Matt, to make you feel a little bit better. This episode represents one of those rare times when a good premise falls flat. Skinner and some of the students are trapped in the school after a severe snowstorm when he lays down strict rules to keep the peace. The kids rebel. The setup is a natural, and that may actually be the problem. These natural ideas often suggest an obvious resolution, and sometimes the obvious way isn't the best one. I like the more offbeat parts of the story, like the teaming of Homer and Flanders, or the weird Christmas film Skinner shows the kids. If the rest of the story took the same unusual tact, it would have rated higher C+. Sunday's episode was a few small pieces of bark torn from the glorious trees of episodes past, attached by a whole lot of boring, humorless glue, and the result is barely gradable. This one doesn't even have the capacity to lie among such worst episodes ever as Monty Can't, Bam, Can't Buy Me Love, Screaming Yellow Hoggers, or Little Big Mom, but I nonetheless give Skinner's Sense of Snow a low D-. minus. So, got some other notes for you, Matt. When they are stuck in the school... Skinner becomes Bart's prisoner, referring to Skinner's experiences during the Vietnam War. Bart uses a Vietnamese phrase when he was commanding Skinner. The phrase is D.D. Mao, which literally means go faster. But Vietnamese speakers usually use D. Mao. The repetition of the word D creates a sense of urgency. Huh. And finally, we are seeing in one of the scenes of chaos as the kids take over the school, we see Milhouse drawing mustaches on portraits of presidents. Um, William Taft. 
was president from 1908 to 1912 and later served on the Supreme Court. His term was marked by infighting among Republicans that allowed Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, and the next man on the wall to succeed him. Warren Harding, the man shown afterwards, succeeded Wilson in 1920. Notice that the pictures were hung in order. Presumably, Theodore Roosevelt would be, the left, would be to the left of Taft, Calvin Coolidge to the right of Harding. Hey, wow, school can be educational. And the first reference to Harding whom hadn't he had not died in office would have been impeached apparently good for him so there's some presidents the presidents are at least in real are you can say that they got the presidents right in the right order somebody paid attention to history class just not in joke class <laughs> whereas i never saw that i looked at the catalog of classes i never saw joke class i'm assuming it's something that they teach only at harvard i guess yeah, you have to. It's the only place they teach joke class. That's what I got from the newsgroups, Matt. Uh, not much else this week. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is What is your favorite flashback sequence? Tons of great answers. Appreciate everyone who took the time. Brian. His answer, Homer's flashback to his first trip to New York City. Very popular answer. James, whenever my brother or I have to empty cans into the sink, we always end up singing when I was 17. It's especially funny because I'm straight edge. <laughs> Jesse, Bart telling his version of Homer's reaction to Marge's third pregnancy. Another very popular answer is Homer's reactions to pregnancies. Alistair, I'm always amused by Marge and, and Jacqueline fleeing from the plane that's shooting at them. I'm assuming it's a reference to something, but as a standalone moment, it's so random and funny. North by Northwest is what it's referencing. Matthew, uh, side to Cecil, not getting the job as Krusty's sidekick and Bob getting a pie to the face. It's true. The dignity sells a good pie gag. It's true. Sean, young Homer at Woodstock. George Carlin is one of the voices. Abe Simpson being well. Abe, the whole thing just is excellent. Another popular answer. Lauren. Abe Simpson recounting being a sergeant during World War II and raging Abe Simpson as your Emily Graham's son in the Curse of a Flying Hellfish. I love seeing Abe as a strong leader and a fighter. I also like that you see Burns as a as a pompous, arrogant jerk, so it makes the ending even more satisfying when Abe puts him in his place. Uh, ben, the first time Barney has a beer, given him, of course, by Homer in Mr. Plow. Amazing and kind of sad to see that Barney had, Barney had so much potential going to the SATs the next day. Uh, Jenny's answer, definitely Homer's flashback after Lisa asks him, what if someone told you you couldn't watch the moon landing? The Beanbag and the Ohio Express. Such a classic. From Jason, at Real J. Williams, abandoned by his parents at age four, Frank never got to go to school. He spent years as a delivery boy delivering toys to more fortunate children. Then, on his 18th birthday, he was blown up in a silo explosion. <laughs> I, I'm, a Frank, I'm a sucker you for Frank. You and Homer's uh, enemy. I'm a sucker for Frank, Frank Grimes, man. I can't help it. Mitch had Mitch Doyle, 13. Has to be Homer's first visit in New York. His camera is stolen. The dog's flogged. The cop's flog is flog. The cop flogs his suitcase. Crime is up 8 million percent. He gets pickpocketed. Bird grabs his hot dog. Woody Allen dumps trash on him. He gets chased by a pimp. And that's before the judge show up. All perfectly timed to the entertainer. I, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Brooke at Full Metal Ghost. Underscore Full Metal Ghost. All the flashback sequences in Mother Simpson. Yeah, I mean, it's right there. She's mother simpson spike at your apocalypse let's just give this one to the city of homer city of new york versus homer simpson sequence clear winner whitey whackers at whitey whackers definitely family videos at the start of sweet seymour skinner's badass song uh denise and karma at simpsonology lisa's first word basically i i i waffle a little bit back allowing basically the entire episodes that are flashbacks yeah. but you know they count i think 
Uh, and we got answers for all of them. Uh, Lauren at El Columbia 8. Don't know if this counts, but Homer remembering Grandpa's words of wisdom on his wedding day. Homer, if you ever go back in time, don't step on anything. For even the slightest change can alter the future in ways you can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about uh, that one. That, that, that counts. Uh, employee Million at Benjamin. Behold, two flashbacks to rule, them, rule over them all. And it's, yeah, Homer ripping out his hair to pregnancy news, not once, but twice. Our final answer is Kathleen's, my favorite flashback sequence is definitely in in Lisa on Ice. When Bart and Lisa respectfully flashback to the sweet and kind memories they have of one another, it isn't just sharp contrast to the rest of the episode that it, it is automatically poignant and memorable. The sequence also never fails to remind me of my own childhood, where my younger sister and I would go from literally screaming at one another to five minutes later, one asking the other, hey, do you want to go watch the Simpsons? Hey, do you want to go and watch the Simpsons? And the other answering, oh, yeah, definitely. The love-hate relationship with that only siblings can truly understand. Matt, what is your answer? So I have two. Oh, uh, one is just, well, two answers now. When you hear the first one, you'll realize it's super short. It is like less than two seconds. Okay. It is uh, in uh, Springfield with a dollar sign uh, when Homer is remembering the uh, meeting about uh, uh, legalizing gambling and how Marge was against it. And he's all buff. And I, I think they're patting someone merging into one person. And Marge has green hair and a rolling pin. That's super short. I just, it's a great gag. My actual favorite, uh, after Homer versus uh, City of New York, that's just pristine, um, is uh, when Homer is remembering uh, the moon landing, uh, how he was actually uh, listening to terrible music and drinking beer, <laughs> or he's passed out. No, he's on a, he's in the main bag listening to terrible music. Yeah. Um, my answer is Lisa on Ice. I referenced, yeah. I, I referenced on earlier because it, it, it was fresh in my mind. Um, those it's that that sequence of of moments, right when they're about to to you know charge at one another, and the in the game decide who's the better hockey player, and they remember these sweet sweet moments, and it's nice. Nothing doesn't it's nothing more than that. Mother Simpson also good my runner up. There are a lot of good Simpsons do flashbacks right. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, in the good episodes, yeah. Next week's question was your what is your favorite Skinner quote? We've definitely Ooh. definitely done this one before, but gives everyone a new chance to answer. I'll post this question on all our social media, Facebook.com slash the Simpson Show Pod, Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Guess what, Matt? What? It is time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am to smart. I am to smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Go Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt is winning this season because, you know. Barely. We're, we're, I, we're going, we're going, we're, what's the word, Matt? Going back to the mean? What's the right way to say that? Uh, regressing to the mean. Regressing to the mean. That's what's happening, I think. Um, before we get into the questions, I do have an email from Zach, which I yeah, I think is interesting. Doesn't really change any results, but um, long-time listener, first-time nitpicker, uh, in, and it's one of your... It's, I don't know if it's the latest. By the time I, read, by the time I got this email, I don't, know if it's, I don't think this was last week, so I think it was two weeks ago, but Matt stumps Robbie by asking what Mr. Burns brings to the Simpsons' house in um, in the uh, governor... What's the name of that episode? The governor? Yes, two, uh, two cars in every garage and three hours in every fish. Two cars, yeah. What brings calling it Noodle Koodle? And I think that is what Mr. Burns says. I think he says noodle koodle. I mean, I, I went back and looked it up just to make sure I got the pronunciation right. And that's in the subtitles. It's, and, it's like 
And I, you're, no, you're right. And I looked up Noodle Koodle. I couldn't find anything that was called Noodle Koodle. I looked it up after. I couldn't find a dish called Noodle Koodle. However, Zach's pointing out there is a called dish called Noodle Koodle, which is a traditional Jewish dish similar to a sweet casserole made with egg noodles, custard, cinnamon, brown sugar, and raisins. It is traditional. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, really, it does sound really good. Traditionally served on the Sabbath or high holidays, but old Monty can be forgiven given his close relation, close friendship with an actor playing Charles Darwin. <laughs> Doesn't change the <laughs> trivia scores, but it's delicious. Yeah, that sounds really good. I haven't eaten dinner yet, and I that sounds amazing. Honestly, same. Yeah. Um. All right, Matt. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, unrelated to the Simpsons, are you on Team Raisins or Team No Raisins? I'm on Team Raisins. Um. Thank you. Honestly. I feel like uh, them in oatmeal cookies is a bit much, quite frankly. They're two flavors that I don't feel mesh very well together. But other than that, uh, they're pretty great. I'm also on Team Raisin. I'm a, I'm in Team Raisin in most situations. I don't know why people – I mean, maybe not pizza or something, but, you know, in yeah. situations that befit it, I think raisins are good. I'll eat raisins. Take some celery, throw some peanut butter on there, a couple of raisins, boom. That's good stuff. I'll eat raisins by themselves. No problem. I'll eat raisins as a snack. Even and oh yeah, definitely. Okay, Matt. N- next question: Regular raisins or golden raisins? I really don't have a preference. I like both of them. You? Yeah, I agree. I don't think I, I'm I'm team both raisins. All right, Matt. I have an easy question for you. You ready? Okay. This is these are all from Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. Your first question: What does Bob steal from the Air Force Base? Uh, I believe he steals an atomic bomb. That is correct. Okay, good. You could also say right. he stole that old airplane. <laughs> Technically also correct. Yes. Okay, uh, all of your questions are for, from Lisa the Iconoclast. Oh, okay. All right. What body part does Jebediah Springfield have a false version of? That's his tongue. Indeed, he has a silver tongue. Your medium question, Matt. Are you ready? Ready. What building is Bob reconstructing inside a glass bottle? Oh, uh, Westminster Abbey. Dang it. <laughs> you knew that too. I did not. That was too fast. What's my mean question? All right. You'll probably get this one. Mm-hmm. What food item does Hollis Hurlbert, Hurlbut offer Lisa? Johnny Cakes. Yes. Damn it. I, uh, that was a, I think it was the same thing with my, it was like, <laughs> he's not going to know this, so he's going to know it immediately. Your hard question, right. Matt. Hard question time. What? Does Lisa broadcast on the outside of the Duff Blimp? And I need specifics. Okay. Um, oh, God. She broadcasts. Um, oh, man. I forget the exact message. So I'm going to get this wrong. But she's like, Sideshow, blo- Sideshow Bob is in the blimp. Uh, and then it's like a bunch of hearts, I think. Help! Exclamation point. Sideshow Bob is two hands pointing inside. His bomb was a dud. Bomb dropping, exploding. Fizzle. Oh, yeah, bomb, that's right. Bomb dropping, fizzle. Thank you, Lisa Simpson. Heart, 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 heart. I just remember the hearts. That was so great. That That is good stuff. Why can't we go back to days like that? I mean, Sasha Bob's Last Gleam isn't even that good, frankly. I think it's fine. Like, it's a good, like, it's a, a fine episode for season seven or eight. Um, yeah. But you look at Sasha Bob's Last Gleaming compared to this episode it's like leagues apart like you can't even see them they're so far apart you're exactly. like you look you stand at Sideshow bob's last gleaming you, the you see the horizon before it's over the line of the horizon is where skinner sense matt what's my hard question all right so your hard question 
Kearney says something in response to uh, Skinner indicating that he is the only uh, student old enough to remember the nation's bicentennial. What does he say? I'm pretty sure that he's quoting somebody else, but I could be wrong. Uh, he's talk. He talks about ships, certain ships in a harbor or something. Uh he's like those, and like he's very admirable about that. We those ships were looked great on something. Ugh, I can't remember exactly. Those, I can't. I don't know, Matt. I can't say it exactly. Okay, uh, I, I'm gonna actually give you one point uh, because you got the ships part. Uh, those tall ships really lifted the nation's spirit after Watergate. After uh, Watergate, and, ah! yeah. So, so actually, it's funny because someone else uh, was talking about the bicentennial on a podcast I was listening to, and they talked about tall ships, and apparently, that was a, like a huge deal for the national bicentennial with some big ships. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that reminded me of this, and those became my trivia questions that's we are a simpler it was simpler times matt when we we're yeah. excited about big ships lifted uh, our spirits exactly. after watergate yeah we're gonna need some big ships um i have some bonus questions but i think they're gonna have to wait for another episode okay um we're going quite long we can move on to our final segment the segment we end every single episode with it is time for best episode ever best episode Ever. Best episode ever is part of the show Matt, I, Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me scrolling, but I'm I, heard, I heard the scrolling. I <laughs> I heard it. I, and I went, that's appropriate. I've already I pre-scrolled, Matt. I pre-scrolled in my I opened up the spreadsheet and it's pre-scrolled down at the bottom. Um, I think like it often happens in our discussion i am more negative than i was prior to the discussion of course i thought it was a little bit better than it than i did but now not a lot but a little um where would i'm curious where would you put where would you place this episode i mean we know that for some reason i hate this episode a lot that's fine tell me i want to i want to know so i i'm not hating this horrifically uh but, I mean, I'm looking down around – I mean, quite frankly, it's right around when you dish upon a star. Saddlesaur Galactica, I'm not 100% sure on because oh, the man. Lisa Camel thing just makes me so mad. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's, it, is, it is quite bad. I, I, I agree. I, had, I posted – I've taken – I've taken to posting the worst screen cap from Frankiac I can find on our Twitter <laughs> after I watch the episodes. The thing that ups the most frustrating moment and the thing that ends this episode is Lisa as a camel going honk honk. Ultimately, that doesn't bother me as much as Homer trying to make out with Bart uh, because it's not even it's not just dumb. It's also it does it it def he should think it's OK. Um, I don't think it's. I cannot put it below kidney trouble or screaming yellow honkers. I, I don't know, but I think, or I don't, or make room for Lisa. I can't, I don't like, those are, they're just so mean. And you know, what? You're right. this episode is not mean at all. It's just kind of pointless, which puts it right around, you know, tale of two Springfield, the great money caper. Yeah, I would, I think, I can't. I'm having trouble recall a con artist. Okay, great money caper con artist. No ending. Um, I, I still would say this has an ending. 
Sort of. I mean, they tell us Chalmers there's an explanation. He just wanders off. That's an ending, right? I guess. I don't know. It's more, it's less of this abrupt, just everyone surfing ending, which I'm I'm tired of the abrupt endings. I don't want them ever again. You can't, you're not allowed. You used up all your allowance, The Simpsons. You can't do it anymore. You have to take off, take five years off from doing it, and then maybe earn one back. Um... Which is funnier? Is the Great Money Caper funnier than this? Um, I would say yes, but that may just be because I really don't like a lot of the jokes in this. I just I don't find them funny. Okay, then put it. Then it goes below the Great Money Caper. Alrighty then. Because that's all. At the end of the day, they're both nonsense. They both make no sense. They make they're both lazy. They 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 don't understand how to set up a story. Like even like, I don't. I, I I am not. I'm not some expert on this. Like I read, I watch TV and I read books and I watch movies. It doesn't, you don't have to be a genius about like story construction to put this stuff together, but they can't even on, at a base level, they can't achieve it at some point. I, and it, it's really confusing to me sometimes. Um, that puts, that puts, uh, what's Skinner's sense of snow. That's the name of this episode. Skinner's sense of snow. New number 232 on our list. Um, it puts it in, in new 41 in the post golden years rank for those keeping track at home. Our last episode is still kill the alligator run at number 241. Number one is still Hummer's enemy. So man, I, there is, we're going to have, we're, we're going to see an oasis in the desert next week. Oh, oh, what's next week? It is H O M R. It is Homer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> did, did they make this and find it in a closet? So I don't, I don't know if they, I, I, we're going to, I have very, I remember Homer, H-O-M-R Homer being very good, like having, and maybe we're going to rewatch it and I'm going to go, oh, this is really much, much more mean and terrible. Um, oh man, I hope not. I really like this episode. I did. My memory is so sweet at the end. Yeah, I know. It has a nice ending. Everyone's happy. Um, it was written by Al Jean, which kind of, I think explains oh, okay. the happy, like the happy ending. Um, but we'll talk about it next week. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be things over there that we've forgotten. And we're going to we're gonna remember that we go, oh, no, it did that. We forgot. But I'm still happy. You know, I'm not looking forward to most episodes anymore. And this one I'm looking forward to. So that's something. Um, you can watch along with us. All the stuff on this list is on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Also, a link to our Patreon if you want to help us out, help pay for hosting, and help keep the lights on. We would greatly appreciate it. And in the process, you get access to a bunch of bonus podcasts and stuff. Check that out. Um, that'll do it for us. Before we go, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Robbie. I am at Robbie Dorman, please check out my other podcast, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. This this next week's episode, by the time you hear this, probably, we'll have an episode out about the Umbrella Academy comic with the source material for the new television or Netflix show, if you want to call it TV. Um, and the Serial Finesse, it's about lots of nerdy things. Uh, me and Matt talked about Lord of the Rings a bunch. Uh, we're going to be recording a podcast soon about the Dark Tower series. Also, me, we talked about Harry Potter. That seems like so long ago, Matt, that we read. It was a long time ago. (laughs) We talked about Harry Potter. Um, But that's uh, and lots of other nerdy things that I talk about with my friends. 
You can check that out if you'd like as well. Matt does not participate in social media. Unless there's a certain level of page right back here, you will not find him. That's true. Uh, I have, uh, however, begun to experiment with, uh, you know, uh, psychic powers. Uh, so I just want you guys, if you have a question, just feel it at me real hard. Don't think it, but you got to feel the question. And I will somehow acquire it and then give it to Robbie to tweet out. Isn't that more like a Deanna, Deanna Troy, like, empathy thing? than Exactly. It's still a psychic power, but it's a- a- empathy, which people keep telling me I need more of, so I'm working on it. Who's people? Everyone I meet. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you keep watching this episode. Shh.